Amen. Well, if you have your Bibles, you can open up to 1 Peter chapter 3. First Peter chapter 3, we're going to read verses 1 to 6, first in the New King James Version. Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands. Let me get there before the ladies get all crazy on me tonight, okay? Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they, without a word, may be won by the conduct of their wives, when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear. Do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. For in this manner, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husbands, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are, if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. The King James Version reads, Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives, while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear, whose adorning, let it not be that outward adorning of plating the hair, and of wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of the meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. Now we know that the church is likened to the bride of Christ. The church is called the bride of Christ. It is, in fact, the bride of Christ. We're all a part of the church. Those that know him as Lord and Savior, those that call him as Lord and Savior, those that follow him as Lord and Savior. We are the bride of Christ. And so tonight, taking these words found in 1 Peter chapter 3 and applying them in this manner, we read words like this, be in subjection. 1 Peter 3, verse 1, in the King James Version, Ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands. The J.B. Phillips New Testament, in the same spirit, you married women should adapt yourselves to your husbands. What I'd like to say tonight, and I believe the Spirit wants to draw out of this portion of Scripture, we know it's true. We are to be in subjection to our Lord Jesus. Be in subjection to Christ. We are the bride. He is the head. Betrothed unto him. Be in subjection to Jesus. We need to adapt ourselves to him. Being submissive to him. Being devoted to him accepting of his authority. 
readily accepting his authority. We need to be those that are responsive to him. We need to be those that know that we are secondary to and dependent upon him. That is right and fitting for the bride of Christ. And here's the truth tonight. It's not only right and fitting, but it sets us right and fits us to be witnesses to those that do not obey, as the Bible says. Be submissive to Christ. And the text exhorts, mind your conversation, couple it with fear. 1 Peter 3, verses 1 and 2 in the King James Version, Ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won over by the conversation of the wives, while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. The New King James Version, Wives, likewise be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear. The Amplified Bible, so that even if any do not obey the word of God, they may be won over not by discussion, but by the godly lives of their wives. You see where we're going tonight. What the Lord is saying to us is the bride of Christ, that they may be won over by our godly lives. The voice, this is so that even if they don't obey God's word, as they observe your pure, respectful behavior, they may be persuaded without a word by the way you live. Wow. That is the desire of the Lord for his church. That is the desire of the Lord for his bride. That our living, this conversation, our conduct, the way we live, the way we do life. Can we agree tonight that there is incredible power in the conversation of a life lived in subjection to Jesus? There is incredible power. As we live our lives in subjection to Christ, it not only sets us right, it fits us to be a powerful witness. A witness that doesn't even need words. It's the life. It's the manner. The Bible says, coupled with fear, or accompanied by fear. Verse 2 in the Amplified, when they observe the pure and modest way in which you conduct yourselves, together with your reverence for your husband, put Christ in there, you are to feel for him all that reverence includes, to respect defer to, revere him, to honor, esteem, appreciate, prize, and in the human sense, to adore him. That is to admire, praise, be devoted to, deeply love, and enjoy your Jesus. This is what this relationship looks like. This is what it looks like when it's healthy and it's right. Not when it's diseased, when it's healthy and right. We have a great responsibility to mind our conversation. 
that our conversation, our conduct, and our living would be pure, that it would display incredible reverence for our Lord Jesus. Do you want your living to display that? Your conversation to display incredible reverence for your Lord. That the world would say, that those that do not believe would say, they truly respect Jesus. They defer to Jesus. They revere Jesus. They honor Jesus. They esteem him and appreciate and prize and adore him. They admire him, praise him, deeply love and enjoy Jesus. I wonder if the world says that about us. I wonder if those that do not believe. I wonder if our conversation, our living has enough power and enough life in it beyond the skin level to have people come to know Jesus without a word. To have them run to Jesus without a word. I realize the application, we know the application that even husbands that do not obey the word may be persuaded, converted, and deeply impacted by the way a wife lives under the Lord. That's what the text says. But can we hear the Spirit tonight applying this concerning the church of Jesus Christ, the bride of Christ, that unbelievers would be deeply impacted as they observe the pure life we live before God? as they observe our dedication, our relationship to Jesus, that skeptics would be persuaded without a word by the way we live, that doubters would be turned believers and won over, not by discussion, not by argument, but by the godly lives of Christ's bride. It's a powerful witness. Verse 2 in the Passion Translation, for when they observe your pure godly life before God, it will impact them deeply. I believe we need to start praying and crying out that this would become more and more a reality. This would impact the world, that there would be no one without a witness. And again, the voice, this is so that even if they don't obey God's word, as they observe your pure, respectful behavior, they may be persuaded without a word by the way you live. Our text, it goes on, and we read this, Do not let your adornment be merely outward. 1 Peter 3, verses 3 to 5, Who's adorning? Let it not be that outward adorning of plating the hair and of wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible. Even the ornament of the meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. For after this manner in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves. The message reads this, your inner disposition, cultivate inner beauty, the gentle, gracious kind that God delights in. The holy women of old were beautiful before God that way and were good, loyal wives to their husbands. The J.B. Phillips New Testament, your beauty should not be dependent on an elaborate coiffure or on the wearing of jewelry or fine clothes, 
but on the inner personality, the unfading loveliness of a calm and gentle spirit, a thing very precious in the eyes of God. This was the secret of the beauty of the holy women of ancient times who trusted in God. So listen to the phrases we've just read. The hidden man of the heart, a meek and quiet spirit. The Lord desires that we have inner beauty, gentle and gracious, a calm and gentle spirit. This beauty is great in the sight of God. The Bible tells us that this beauty is precious in the sight of God. Matthew 23, verse 28, it reads, In the same way, on the outside, you appear to be people. You appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. The Bible desires that there's more to, to us on the inside, that it's not just skin deep. The Lord is after beauty that is not only skin deep. The Lord is after beauty that goes through and through from the inside out. The Passion Translation reads, Outwardly you masquerade as righteous people, but inside your hearts are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. The message reads, Frauds, you're like manicured grave plots, grass clipped and the flowers bright, but six feet down, it's all rotting bones and worm-eaten flesh. People look at you and think you're saints, but beneath the skin, you're total frauds. The Lord is greatly concerned with what is going on on the inside. He's not simply concerned with the outward appearing, and that's why it's saying, don't just let your adornment be this outward adorning. You put on the right things when you need to. Act like a Christian. But how many know it goes far beyond the outside to what's going on inside here? And the Lord is greatly concerned with what is going on inside of us. He wants us to be the real thing. Listen to the words found in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 9, verses 23 to 26. The voice reads, Let not the wise boast in their wisdom, nor the mighty in their strength, nor the rich in their wealth. Whoever boasts must boast in this that he understands and knows me. Indeed, I am the eternal one who acts faithfully and exercises justice and righteousness on earth. These are the things that delight me. Look, the day is coming when I will set things right with all people. I will punish all those who are circumcised in their bodies, but not in their hearts. The people of Egypt, Judah, Edom, Ammon, and Moab, and all who live in the desert, and clip the corners of their hair. All these nations are really uncircumcised, and all of Israel is uncircumcised where it counts, in the heart. Can we be encouraged tonight, exhorted tonight, challenged tonight, urged and pressed tonight to desire and work on the inner beauty that is great, and precious and costly in the sight of the Lord. All of us here tonight, can we be encouraged by the text we've read? How do we become beautiful on the inside? Well, we've come to know the answer. We have to be in subjection to Christ. Adapting ourselves to Him, 
living submissive to him, devoted to him? Do we fit the list tonight? Let's check it out. Accepting of his authority, responsive to him, knowing that we are secondary to and dependent on him. Smith Wigglesworth said these words, the Holy Spirit is coming to take out of the world a church that is a perfect bride. He must find in us perfect yieldedness with every desire subjected to him. Every desire subjected to Christ. Every decision subjected to Christ. All of our living subjected to Christ. This conversation that we are subjected to Christ. How do we become beautiful on the inside? We mind our conversation and we couple it with fear. We have to truly respect Jesus. We have to defer to Jesus. We revere Jesus and we honor Jesus. We esteem him and appreciate him and we prize him and we adore him. We admire him. Do you admire him tonight? We praise him. We deeply love him. We enjoy Jesus. If we take to this manner as the bride of Christ, in no time, our adornment will not be merely outward. What's on the inside will be the adornment seen on the outside. 1 Peter 3, verses 4 to 6, the voice Bible reads, Let your adornment be what's inside, the real you the lasting beauty of a gracious and quiet spirit in which God delights. This is how long ago the holy women who put their hope in God made themselves beautiful by respecting the authority of their husbands. You know how you make yourself beautiful? You respect the authority of Christ. Consider how Sarah, our mother, obeyed her husband, Abraham, and called him Lord. And you will be her daughters as long as you boldly do what is right without fear and without anxiety. Let's boldly do what is right as the bride of Christ without fear and without anxiety. No fear of the world. No fear of the world. No fear or worry of what they might think. We defer to Jesus. We respect Jesus. We honor Jesus. We love Jesus. We praise Jesus. We are deeply in love with Jesus. We deeply enjoy Jesus and his life and his way, his manner, his commandments. They're life to us. No fear, no apprehension or unease or concern. The truth tonight is this. Our greatest strength is on the other side of perfect subjection to Jesus. Our greatest influence is on the other side of perfect subjection to Jesus. Our greatest potential, your greatest potential, is on the other side of perfect subjection to Jesus. Our greatest form of witness is on the other side of perfect subjection to Jesus to Jesus. Not partial. Perfect. Our lives are a conversation. And can I remind us tonight that people are listening more closely than we might think? What are they hearing? Can they hear the hidden person of the heart? What are they seeing? 
feeling? Is it a good conversation? The King James Version, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives. The word conversation literally means manner of life, conduct, behavior, deportment. That they may be won over by our manner of living. Can I have the worship team return tonight? We're going to read a few more scriptures. Ephesians 4, verses 21 and 22. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. Put off the former conversation. How many know we had a former conversation? We had a former way of living. We deferred to something else or somebody else. We praised somebody else. We were self-focused, self-centered. We didn't praise Jesus. We didn't find all our life in him, all our enjoyment in him, but now we do. Put off the old conversation. It doesn't say just tweak it. Make it a little better. Put it off. 1 Timothy 4.12, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. It's the same word being used here. Hebrews 13, verse 7, remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. What's the end of your conversation? Consider the end of your conversation. James 3.13, who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Good question. Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness and wisdom. That's the one that is endued with knowledge, the one that is wise. 1 Peter 2 verse 12, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles. That whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. These are incredible words. Second Peter 3, verses 10 to 13. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. A few more scriptures, they're not, not on the screen tonight. Psalm 37, 14, you write it down. The wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy and to slay such as be of upright conversation. Listen, there is an attack. There is an attack at the enemy against all those that are of a good conversation, against those that defer to Jesus, 
You, you defer to Jesus. Listen, the attack ain't over. The attack is about to happen. The enemy's coming after you. He wants to break you. The enemy wants to get you to cast off that, cast out, to put off that conversation, the good holy conversation, and run back and pick up the old way. Psalm 50, verse 23, Whoso offereth praise glorify me, and to him that ordereth his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. What a promise. 2 Corinthians 1, 12, For our rejoicing is this, the testimony of our conscience, that in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, we have had our conversation in the world and more abundantly to you, Lord. Philippians 1, 27, Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come to see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. A good conversation. Lord, help us with our conversation. 1 Peter 1, 15, our final scripture. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. That's the call to the bride of Christ. That's the call to all of us. Not one of us exempt. Not one of us gets an exemption. That's the call. Would you stand tonight? We're going to sing this course in closing. Just ask the Lord to help your conversation. Commit to a new way. If we need to put off the old conversation, Lord, tonight we do that. We want to defer to you, Jesus. We want to honor you, Jesus, and praise you, Jesus. Live a life in subjection to you, Jesus. Live a holy life, a pure and holy conversation in this world. God, that you would take us and that our conversation would be such that even without a word, those that do not believe the word would be won over. We pray, Lord, for a fresh anointing upon our conversation. That it's more than just simply going through the motions and acting out the part. That it's not just skin deep, but Lord, there is an inner beauty. From the inside out, this conversation flows. This conversation blow, flows to, to bless your kingdom, to further your kingdom, and draw people into your house. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.